Hi friends, and welcome to the Whole by Callie podcast. This is your host, Callie Kleinschmidt. I am so excited to have you here. We're going to talk all the things spirituality, positivity, and clean living. We are here to help each other live our best lives one day at a time. We are all in this together, and we're going to cheer each other on every single step of the way. So let's go friends, and let's get into it. Hi friends and welcome back to the Whole by Callie podcast. I am so excited to have you here, especially for today's episode. We are talking with Toria Smith. She is a copywriter. She owns her own business. She's super big into manifestation, spirituality, Abraham Hicks, and so many other amazing things. And I'm just so excited for you to listen to this conversation because it really is a nice reminder how as human beings, we are all multifaceted, multidimensional humans and individuals and how we can incorporate the things that we are passionate about, the things that we truly genuinely love into our day-to-day life, whether that's owning your own business, you know, having a side gig or working in a corporate setting, however that looks for you, just tying that into your day-to-day life with your job, your family and your friends and just really incorporating it into the essence of who you are. So I am so excited. You're going to hear how, oh, just so many amazing things from Toria. She is such a gem and be sure to check her out. All of her links are down below. Be sure to connect with her if you are needing a copywriter too. And yeah, I'm just so excited for you to listen. You are going to love this episode. Toria has so many nuggets of wisdom to share that I know are going to really just drive this episode home. So Be sure to listen, press play right now. And if you are new here, make sure to subscribe. And if you're watching on my YouTube, give this channel a big, or give this video a big thumbs up and make sure to subscribe. I have a new video come out every single Wednesday along with my podcast, the Whole by Callie podcast. Again, if you are new here, subscribe. And with that, let's get into the episode with Toria Smith. Hi friends, and welcome back to the Whole by Cali channel. I am so thankful that you are here. Today we have a really exciting guest who I'm very excited to introduce to you. We have Toria Smith. So Toria, please introduce yourself. And yeah, I'm just so happy that you are here. I'm so happy to learn from you, to connect, and just to share all your greatness with everyone else. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, thank you. Um, So I'm Toria Smith. I'm a copywriter based in Louisiana. So basically, I use words to connect businesses with their target audience so they can see kind of the importance of their products and services, um, get to know the companies, trust them, and ultimately buy from them. When I'm not writing copy, I like going to the farmer's market, especially to get kimchi. Um, I take belly dance classes for fun after work, and I like hanging out with my dog, new puppy, and my cats and family. So yeah. Oh my gosh, I love I love that. That's so fun. I've never had kimchi. I've always wanted to try it, but I've heard it's spicy. That's such a tangent, but that's just, it's such a fun fact. And I love that you belly dance. Oh my gosh. That's so fun. Yeah, I just started in January. Um, so it's been pretty cool. I wanted to, since one came to my elementary school in third grade. So it's like a, a lifelong type of dream. Yeah. Is it just like a group exercise class or do you, is, do you do it like on YouTube or how do you do it? So I started in like online live classes so it is like a group thing but it's just me like in my living room or bedroom um and then there was a belly dance festival like a town over so I went to that that was like my first actual in-person experience so that is so fun 
Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. I'm so excited just to dive in more with you, but okay. So we know that you are an amazing copy copywriter, excuse me. But then as we were getting to know each other, you also shared that you're very into manifestation and spirituality. So this conversation is going to be twofold, which is so fun because all of us, all humans are multidimensional and just so interested in so many things. So I love that we get to talk about both of these things. So my first question for you is, how did you get into manifestation and spirituality? And do you incorporate it into your business in any shape or form? So I would love to learn that about you. Yeah, so I don't remember exactly when I got into it. I think it was around 2016, 2017. So around that time, I was looking for a grad school program, I think, because I went to undergrad for English and then I got an MA in English as well. Um, so it was around that time. I know I spent a lot of time like reading Abraham Hicks books <laughs> and like watching YouTube videos on it. And I spent a lot of time scripting like the 333 method and all of that. Um, so I was super into law of attraction. And then around... I guess last November or whatever, I got into more of the law of assumption. So more of just like, okay, I'm going to affirm this and like live in the wish fulfilled type stuff. And so I do incorporate it into my business in like, I kind of visualize success for me, the projects I'm working on. Um, and for like the projects I work with my clients on, like, okay, this campaign is going to go well, their launch is going to go amazing, that kind of stuff. Um, and since I work for myself and from home, I use the Pomodoro method. So like 25 minutes of work and then 15 minutes, no, 10 minutes of a break and then a 20 minute longer break. So I use those breaks to kind of like affirm and stretch and stuff. So like I'm so Ooh. successful, so abundant, da, 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 da. So yeah, I do. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. I love that you have different tactics and practices, you know, specifically because <laughs> I feel like that is just so helpful. And for me, I'm definitely, I love to journal. Like I was thinking about that the other day. I'm obsessed with journaling and that is like my main form. And I also love meditation too, but I love that you, you, you do, you take your breaks to be intentional, do those affirmations while you're stretching or, you know, just affirming to yourself. I love that. That is so cool. And I like that you mentioned like the 333 method and Abraham Hicks. Actually, I've never really have gotten in to Abraham Hicks, but I know that there it's there's so many lessons to be shared mm -hmm. from Abraham. Do you have any biggest takeaways from from your learnings? Oh gosh. I read those around like maybe five years ago. So okay. it's been so long and like I went through them super fast. Um I guess my biggest takeaway from that was just kind of well, it was my biggest takeaway, but also my biggest struggle with it. So like detaching from it, I was super, super bad at that because I was like, okay, well, I want this. So it's hard to like not think about it and then like stay high vibe when you have like tests coming up and doing grad applications and stuff. So um, the emotion thing was good for me to kind of like check like, okay, I feel good today. I want to like raise it up a little bit or like stay at this level. Yeah. So part of what I like about the law of assumption is that like, it's not as, I guess, feelings based with where, okay, I'm having a bad day and I'd be like, oh my God, I feel so stressed today. I hope I'm not like 
ruining stuff. So like with this, I'm like, okay, I'm affirming it. I'm starting to believe it. Even if today is like kind of emotional or stressful, like I still in the long run feel like I'm going to get there. You know what I mean? Or like this is still going to be just perfect. Just get out of my own head type stuff. Oh my gosh. Okay. That is so great because I definitely, that's something I struggle with. Like, okay. On Monday, we're, today we're filming this. It's August 11th, but on Monday it was 8-8 Lionsgate, a very big day in the manifestation and spirituality community. And I was just having the worst day. So for those of you who are listening and might not know, I still work a full-time corporate job and I was just having the hardest work day ever. There were tears, there were just low vibes. And I was like, so upset with myself, not even myself, but I was just like, today is supposed to be a high vibe day. Today is not about being sad and, you know, stuck in a low vibration place. And I was just like, okay, you know what? I'm going to put that aside. Once I'm done with work, I'm just going to like close that (laughs) metaphorical door and choose to change my energy because not saying that like, Another thing I said, like on my Instagram stories is don't have a day or a person or, you know, whatever control you and dictate Mm -hmm. you just because it is, you know, an eight, eight or a full moon or whatever day, like don't give it control. Don't let it take your power away. You are allowed to feel your emotions. You are allowed to express everything that comes up for you. We don't have to let toxic positivity take over. Like, if we're having a low vibe day, that is okay. And we don't have to be upset with ourselves. And that was something that I struggled with on Monday. And it was nice hearing you say that too, because it's something that I feel like maybe a lot of people struggle with because it's definitely in this community. It's very like, high vibe. You need to raise your vibration. You need right, yeah. what you want to attract. You have to get on that vibration, which is totally true. But then like you mentioned, you were, you were getting stuck in like, if if I'm feeling low vibe, then it's feeling like it's just all washing away, but that is not the case. So you still are in it for the long run. Exactly. Yeah. That was what I struggled with. And I think it was because like, nobody's explained it that way. Like you just did back then. So I was like, Ooh, I have to be happy all the time. And then when that wasn't working, it was like, is this even like happening for real? So like law of assumption has really helped me kind of, and I guess time to just kind of move past that. And like see it more as like the big picture versus like if I'm not high vibe today or in this moment, then like everything is going to go like downhill. So, yeah, learned a lot. I love that. Do you have any affirmations that you say to yourself, say to yourself, excuse me, repetitively, like you really affirm them? Like, are there any that you love that you're just like, yes, this makes me feel like a boss or this makes me feel super aligned? Do you have any that you want to share? Oh, yeah. Let me see. I think the ones that I repeat the most are like my self-concept ones. So not necessarily related to just business or like finances or relationships or anything, but like me as a person. So like I am amazing. I feel amazing. Um, Everyone loves and adores me. Everyone treats me like a queen, like kind of exaggerating it to where even if it's not super believable, like I like at this moment, I can still kind of aspire to that. Um, So like that I am successful. Um, I always have the best relationships, great at communicating, just 
generally who I want to be so I can kind of like tap into my higher self and always like try to get closer to it if that makes sense yes absolutely and one of the things I love with affirmations too if you if you say like the same five things repetitively repetitively and you know a year go a year goes by excuse me I'm, I keep tripping over my own words but they naturally just become a part of you and yeah you can look back and be like oh wow so one of my favorite examples is Kelsey Patel she is like a, a Reiki master healer and one of her affirmations was I am ease and I am grace and then she was like a year later I looked back and my life had become easy it had become graceful and it just shows the power of affirmations like you said you might not see it or believe it right now but in the long run it's going to compound it's going to add up and it's going to help you rewire your subconscious brain to believe that that is indeed true so I love that right yeah that's so true because I mean I only started with the law of assumption in like November or so so there's still a little less than a year old in my brain but I will notice like if I'm feeling a certain way and then I just kind of automatically like flip it as opposed to having to like no I am amazing type thing like it'll just come so yeah definitely I love that so switching gears a little bit do in your copyright business do you focus primarily on spiritually aligned or manifestation aligned businesses or do you have a broader scope I would love to hear that as well and I know you did mention how you incorporate your business into or manifestation and spirituality into your business but yeah for client base how does that work for you yeah so it's a broader scope um but I've noticed a lot of my clients who are even in not necessarily like a spiritual spirituality based coaching business or anything they still kind of use the law in their own business as opposed to like okay I'm going to be an LOA coach like for example one of my clients she is a travel agent and when we connected she was like oh I feel like the universe brought you to me so it's like a lot of the people that I connect with I don't know if it's just like a we recognize each other type thing but it's like they do that too but yeah I work with people it's usually like people who have kind of purpose-driven businesses so that is like spirituality coaches um a lot of like resume and career coaches, travel agents, um, like travel concierges, um, and people who make like skincare that's like celebrating inner beauty and stuff like that, as opposed to just like, hey, buy our stuff because we made it. So like people who kind of have a purpose behind what they're doing. Ooh, I love that too. I love that so much. And I say I love that all the time. (laughs) That's something I need to work on, but I do. I just, I love everything that people have to share. And I can really feel that for my business too, because everything that I do is so driven behind, like, I just want to help people. I want to seriously help as many people as I possibly can to live out their best life. And that helps me to, to write my copy, to make these podcasts, to create a free downloadable whatever it is, it always ties into whatever I'm doing because at the end goal, I genuinely want to help people. And I love that you work more so with people or excuse me, with businesses that are mission driven, that are wanting to help the greater good. So that's, I bet that's really empowering for you too, knowing that you have a part in it and just seeing the client's success. I bet that's a really cool feeling. 
definitely um I mean I don't like take credit for their success like oh yes you sold out it's me but like one of my clients just got accepted to the Forbes coaches council so it's cool to see like over the two years that we've been working together that I mean she's reached that level won all kinds of awards and stuff so it is really fulfilling to like kind of be a part of a lot of businesses at once while still running my own so I can kind of like be a part of a lot of different networks and like staffs without having to like be on staff you know what I mean yes yeah, yeah. awesome yeah okay and you know what let's back it up a few steps if people aren't familiar with copywriting or what a copywriter is how about you share a little bit about that because I mean I work in marketing so I know what a copywriter is but for anyone who doesn't know do you want to just share a little bit about that in your business and how people can work with you and what that looks like and how people can benefit from working with a copywriter yeah so copywriting is basically using words to sell so that could be words that are in sales emails like welcome emails um Facebook ads, social media captions, landing pages, sales pages, anything, blogs too. Um, so yeah, um, working with a copywriter, if you know that you want to work with a freelancer, like you're not ready to take one on to your business full-time, a lot of us, myself included, have contact forms on our websites where you can kind of send us the name of your business, what you're looking for, like I need help with my landing page or like I need to rewrite my website and set up a discovery call. So on those, we're kind of like, okay, hey, what's your business like? What are you struggling with? Um, what are your goals for this year and like for this project? And we can recommend projects to you that we think would be helpful. Like, okay, I have this website set up. Now we need to get you going with like a blog on there to boost your SEO and get like organic leads, maybe send out a welcome sequence of emails. Um, and then from there, I hop on a creative kickoff call with them after we've like agreed we're a good fit so we go over like okay what's your brand voice like these are the words I use I have an energetic vibe or like it's a very businessy vibe whatever it is um these are the goals of the project like we want them to sign up for our newsletter we want them to buy the product um buy the course whatever it is from there I do my introvert thing I write the copy um send it to them, get on another call and we go over it, see if there's any like revisions they need or anything that they want to like bring out more. And then if there are, I write it again. Well, not write it again, but you know, revise it. And then from there, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Ooh, that is so fun. So if people own their own business or they're their own brand, right? Everyone's their own brand and they're struggling to find their brand voice or their brand message, how do you help people uncover that? Because I know you said you point out keywords and I definitely have some keywords that I use unconsciously. I say sis a lot. I say freaking a lot. I see cheerleader. I use the phrase, you know, kind of my little catch line slogan to help you live your best life one day at a time. And it's right. very energetic. It's very girly, kind of youthful in a way too. So if someone is struggling to find their brand voice, their brand message, do you have any tips for them? Yeah. So I think the biggest tip is to kind of focus on who your audience is and like how they communicate with each other, how they want to be communicated with. So like you are, it seems like mostly focused on helping women with manifestation and stuff. So like obviously sis is going to be working for that um, using cheerleader. So um, 
I would make a brand persona. So basically, okay, if I were selling like fitness clothes for women, it might be like, I don't know, Jim Gertrude. There's a better name out there. I can't think of it right now. But like, okay, she likes this. She likes going to the gym. She might drive a Prius. She likes watching Real Housewives. Um, she loves listening to Top 40. She's a Nicki Minaj fan or whatever. Um, and just kind of figuring out like what they're doing outside of your business, what resonates with them outside of that and like bringing that in. And also using a little bit of your own voice as well um, and not making it like a lot of people, it seems like kind of put their personal brand and their business brand all in one. Well, not really all in one, but like they combine them. So doing that can help for sure um, with kind of getting your voice. And then, of course, you can always tweak it as necessary if you notice like, okay, they're not really resonating with this type of thing. Um, they seem to like this better and just kind of adding that into everything. So making sure it's consistent in your emails, your website, your blogs, all of that. So yeah, just looking at how your audience talks and how they want to be talked to is the biggest thing. Ooh, I like that. And something else that's helped me is for my brand, at least mm -hmm. sometimes you are your own version of like a client. And that mm -hmm. was really helpful for me to excuse me, uncover, even if it was a version of who you were a few years ago, too. Like if you are a coach, if you are a fitness person, mm -hmm. thinking about thinking back to who you were a few years ago to where you are now and that gap in between, that's really, that was helpful for me at least discovering that because sometimes it can be hard and it you do yeah. want it to be as good as it can be for your marketing. But like you said, you can always tweak it as needed. But going off of this, I also wanted to ask because you own your own business, do you have any advice or lessons that you want to share for people who are looking to start their own business, big or small, you know, any size? Do you have any advice? Because I mean, I'm trying to be an entrepreneur too. I'm working towards becoming a full-time business owner. And I just love to hear from people's own experience and have them share their knowledge because I think a lot of people really just want to have that freedom to be able to work from home, to be able to build their own life in a way that they want to. So I'd love to hear that. Right. So I would say the biggest thing is start with a loose plan, like have a plan, but it doesn't have to be like, okay, this is the exact A to Z steps I'm taking. Um, Give yourself a framework, but give yourself room to kind of learn and grow as you go. Um. So yeah, I knew I wanted to be a copywriter. And that was basically like the big plan. I was like, okay, I want to work with businesses like this, but I didn't plan out like, okay, in quarter one, I want to work with this many people and then this many people and then like level up this way. So that way I could kind of like see how I was growing and take my time and adjust to everything. So that's number one for sure. I would say number two is kind of know how you work best. So when I first started copywriting full-time, I had just come out of working at a law firm. So I was working like nine to five. I was the only employee besides like the partners. So I kind of tried to mimic that when I first started and like work nine to five, take a lunch break. But I work better taking um, more frequent shorter breaks, like the Pomodoro method. Um, so I can kind of reset and then see if like any new ideas come up on my break. 
So like, oh, this was a better way to say what I just wrote, um, as opposed to like, I'm going to spend all eight hours working on this thing. So kind of know how you work best. Um, maybe you wake up at eight now to go to work and you work best in your evenings um, or you're a morning person and then do like your administrative work after you do the heart of your business in the morning, if that's the case for you. Um, and then number three, I would say definitely don't be a horrible boss to yourself. Give yourself breaks, like I said, um, and don't feel guilty for taking breaks. That was one thing I was doing at first because I was like, ooh, I have to like make sure I replace my income. And now is not a good time to take a break at all. But now I'm like, okay, this is going to help me in the long run. So do that for sure. Take your breaks, take everything one step at a time and just be realistic. I mean, like it's not going to come overnight. It might not come in a few months, a year, but it will come and just keep learning as you go and just keep adding stuff in as you go. So yeah, be kind to yourself, really. I really just want to acknowledge that you said don't be a bad boss to yourself because that is something I never, ever would have thought of. And it's so true. And that is something I am not manifesting, but I feel that I will really have to work through when that time does come for me is letting go of that rigidness, that structure, because naturally I am very much so a free flowy person, you know, creativity hits at different times. I love to be a morning person, but sometimes I get creative at night, etc. But it's been so drilled into me from my parents, from my siblings, from my current job, you know, like you said, the eight to five with an hour break, nothing else. And at the core of who we all individually are, we all need different structure. That doesn't, nothing that's, that's wrong by any means, like eight to five, but sometimes we work better intuitively or on our own timelines so I love that you said that definitely and it takes time to figure out because like you said you are stuck in the eight to five for so long um so just embrace the learning curve and accept that okay you might try this way and it's not the best way and you find the best way later because it took me forever to like accept like okay I need more breaks I need shorter breaks than just like using an hour to eat lunch and like scroll on my phone like I need those breaks to like stretch and affirm and all of that and like give myself time to catch up and reset and like really I guess digest what I just did and then I'm more creative in the evenings so like I do the administrative part first and then do the writing like in the afternoon now, because I've noticed that works better for me. So yeah, definitely just take time to kind of adjust and experiment in the beginning for sure. Ooh, yeah, definitely experiment. I like that. My next question for you is, because you've mentioned you've worked with a handful of amazing clients and different people. How do you go about getting clients? Because I feel that's a part that a lot of people can be intimidated by Mm -hmm. because sometimes, you know, it can, I don't want to say it's like a fear tactic, but like, you don't want to be like in a scarcity mindset. Like I have to get clients. I have to get X amount of clients in so many months or however that my air conditioning is turning on. So I apologize if you can hear I just did too. <laughs> That's so funny. But yeah, I would love to hear if you, you know, how that works for you and your copyright business. So 
I'd love to hear that. Yeah. So um, when I was looking into starting copywriting, I started with the course as a lot of us do when we're starting new businesses and they recommend you start with cold pitching. So like finding people that you would love to work with and reaching out to them. And then you keep that up even as you like ramp up your client base. So that way you always are working with people and you're always like making connections and getting to know people and just all of that good stuff. Um, so I get some from cold pitching. I also get some through like social media, like LinkedIn and Instagram. They'll reach out and DM. We hop on a call. Um, my client who I said is in the Forbes Coaches Council now, she found me on Facebook. So we started from there. And then a lot of referrals from clients who have liked my work in the past and they'll recommend their colleagues or like um, people who are getting started in their field who need a copywriter as well. So like that. And then I know we talked about manifestation earlier. So I read in Denise Duffield Thomas's book, Chillpreneur, I think she changed the title now, that marketing is manifestation. So kind of like knowing how to position yourself to attract those ideal clients. So that way you kind of bust through the scarcity mindset as well, because they now they know where you are. They know what you're doing. You're awesome over here. Now they want to come be awesome with you at the same time. So kind of just like busting through it with like, okay, if I can find, let's say 10 businesses to pitch this week when you're getting started. Okay. So I know there's always businesses out there. I'm marketing. I know people are liking my stuff. They're commenting. There's always going to be enough people out there. And I think that's where affirmations can come into. Like I, I always say, I always have enough clients as well. And I think that helps with like, let's say I have a day where I really don't want to pitch or anything, or I don't want to like answer DMs or emails. Like, okay, I can take this break. They're, they're still going to be there when I come back. There's always enough. So yeah, a lot of different ways. No, and that's good. That's good to have the variety for mm -hmm. sure. And it's that feels so abundant, right? Having all of those different avenues, that feels really good. And like you said, you get referrals too. And sometimes it just takes getting that first client or maybe those first five clients. And from that, who knows what could lead from that, right? So that's really cool. And I'm glad you mentioned all of those. And oh, this it sparked a question that I was going to ask you. For your mindset, for your personal, you know, just overall wellness and well-being, how did you move through that? Because you mentioned like, oh, today I don't feel like I want to DM. I don't feel like I want to answer those 10 emails, but they'll be there when I get back. Was that always something that was very like just natural for you? Or did you have to work on that? And if you did, how so? Because I feel like, again, that's something that's so ingrained into all of us, like very responsive, very got to have it now mentality. So I would love to hear if you have any like tips or just your experience on that. Yeah, I definitely had to work on that because like I said, I came from the law firm where I was the only employee. So I was doing a lot of hustling, like, okay, I have to do these letters for this client. I have to get this client ready to go in the conference room to meet with them. Now I have to send this letter, make sure we're catching up on this client from a year ago, make sure they get their money, that kind of stuff. So yeah, I was doing a lot of whirlwind stuff when I first started. Um, and I think a lot of that led to me kind of being 
not so realistic about the process at first because I was like, okay, it's been like a month. Where is everybody? Like I've had two or three clients in this first month. Like, should it be more? Should it be less? I don't know. Um, so I think a lot of what helped is realizing that I am more of a free flowy person like you. So taking those breaks and like taking a step back and like questioning those thoughts, like why do I think if I only had these, like I'll never get another one, that doesn't really make sense. Um, and then I feel like starting with like dancing and more movement helped with that. So that way, like, okay, I'm taking a break. I can just kind of like get out of my head and into my body for a second. And then, okay, now I'm ready to answer this email. Now I'm ready to address this and do some more marketing and if I still want to take a break like that's fine too and it really just takes a lot of well I don't know if it even takes a lot of time but just like flipping and questioning those thoughts for sure questioning the thoughts because that's something I've recently discovered about myself is I'm a very guilty individual like I carry a lot of guilt like if I feel like I'm not accomplishing enough. If I feel like I wasn't as, you know, I didn't get everything off of my to-do list today. I haven't been putting in as much effort towards something as I had wanted. I carry a lot of guilt and for why and for what? And it's coming from myself. It's my own internal struggle and battle. And it's something I'm really working on because quite honestly, I was talking to my therapist on Tuesday And she was telling me, she's like, Callie, you find all of your validation through external things. And gosh forbid, if you end up bedridden for a month or two, your self-esteem would plummet. You would be so sad in a very depressed state, I guess you could say, even because you're not accomplishing anything. You're just being. And she told me, she's like, how can you start to find internal validation and fulfillment because you shouldn't be guilty if you you know don't get everything off of your to-do list if you aren't running a million miles a minute like you shouldn't be carrying that guilt and that was a really hard pill to swallow because it's so true like I find all of my validation of like I did a million things today I was so productive I worked this many hours whatever and So I really appreciate that you said you really have to train and switch those thoughts because it takes time, but it's so worth it. Right. And I'm glad you said that because honestly, therapy did help me too, for sure, because I struggled with that um, as well. And I remember my therapist said, like, you do the whole external validation thing, too, and comparing. And she was like, I know it's hard because, like, you do spend so much time on social media as a marketer. So like you're always seeing it and I mean, you know, like what goes on behind the scenes might be different from what you're seeing, but I mean, you still fall for it sometimes. So I would do the same thing. Um, And one thing she said recently, I was like, okay. She was like, why can't you just like visualize something happy? And I was like, cause it feels like unproductive to take that time to do it. And she was like, why is that unproductive? So now I'm like more intentional about like, okay, let me get this tension out of my neck and like take a moment, take a breather and like smile for a second and like get the tension out of my face. And then I'm going to be good to go back to work. So yeah, that has definitely helped for sure too. Yes. 
Yes, totally. And even today, I was having a really low vibe day. Like I just felt I was journaling this afternoon and I was just saying like, I feel like an emptiness. Sorry, my dog is going crazy. But I was like, I'm feeling like a really, I'm feeling like I'm in a limbo right now, not an emptiness. I feel like there's something missing from me. And I was like, okay, I think it's really truthfully coming from that wake up call that I had and feeling like it's just all being taken away from me, right? Like my validation is not what I do. It's who I am. And that is such a big switch for me. And it almost feels like an identity crisis kind of in a way. But going back to my energy, I, like I was saying, I was having a low vibe day and I was like, no, we're switching this. We're changing the energy. We're changing the mood. So I saged, I polysantoed, I put on some music. I did some dancing and I was just like, no, we're raising the energy up. I'm doing a podcast recording. I'm going to be in a good vibe. We're going to have a great rest of the night. I am not letting this energy again, take control over me, just take everything away from me. So I don't know what my point was with that, but I'm just validating everything that you were saying. That is really admirable, honestly, because I mean, I think a lot of us get stuck. Like I know I used to get stuck and I'd be like, this is just one of those days. So now being intentional about like, okay, raise it back up. It makes a whole lot of difference for sure. Yeah, Yeah. it does. It totally does. And it might not feel like it, but we are always in control of that energy and it's not the other way around and that's something I've had to learn and re-remind myself a lot and sometimes it just takes learning what works for you like do you need to go on a walk do you need to dance do you need a sage do you need to just have like a really yummy treat or play with your pet so yeah just it and again like we have control over that it does not our energy if we're in a bad mood like we do not have to give in and let that control us. But again, allowing ourselves to still feel those feelings when they come up and not try to force ourselves to be happy, to be positive, like only move forward when you feel like that emotion is complete, like you're ready to move on. Don't try to force yourself to move on. Like there's definitely a difference between energy and emotion, but it's when you feel like ready to move on and you feel like you're not or you want to give that control up. So, yeah. You know, there's definitely a fine line for sure. Like I know going back to therapy, there was one session where I was like, oh my God. And I had to take like a moment to like, okay, let me think about this. And then I was ready to like, let it go and dance around and get back up. So yeah, like kind of finding that balance. And I think that's what a lot of people struggle with when it comes to manifestation and spirituality. So it is good that you like bring that up and are so transparent about like, what you go through and bring that into your teachings, because that's something that I think a lot of people are confused about. Like, do I sit with the feeling? Do I like ignore it and like convince myself I'm being high vibe right now? So yeah, it's really cool that you address all of it in like one go, like in one sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. I've really have just been learning a lot through through therapy, excuse me. And I just started it and it's something I am really proud of myself for doing. And I, I never really understood why people were so, I don't know. I, I, I personally felt like people were glorifying it in a way of just like, 
like, what do you get out of it? I don't know. And then I was like, oh, you know what? I actually kind of want to try this. And I was like, okay, I get it. I get it completely. And no, from like experience, because I was the same way. I was like, is it really going to help? And yeah, definitely has. It does. Yeah. Well, before we go, I would love for you to share how people can work with you, how they can find you, how anything you want to share about yourself, be your own hype girl, share everything. And yeah, I'm just, I'm so excited for people to connect with you, to learn from you. And this was such a fun, multifaceted podcast episode. And it was so nice learning about copywriting too. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to really benefit from hearing about that too, because I think it's a lot of things people are going to be new to. So yeah, share with us how people can work with you, how they can find you and all of the details. Yeah, so you can find me at Toria S. Copy. So that's T-O-R-I-A-S-C-O-P-Y.com. Um, and then my email is toriascopy at gmail.com on Instagram at toriascopy. So if you have a project that you want to hire a copywriter for, you can email me through my website and I'll get back to you about setting up a free discovery call to go over it. Um, if you've written something yourself that you want like a copywriter's eyes on to make sure you're like hitting everything, I do free copy audits on there as well. So you can email me through my site again um, to request a copy audit. And if you're looking into getting started with copywriting, of course, you can always email me and we can talk about it there too. And oh my thanks gosh. for having me. This was so fun. Yes, this was so fun. And you are so awesome. And again, I just loved how multifaceted this conversation was. It was so much fun. It was great connecting with you and meeting with you. And everyone listening, if you have any questions for either one of us, please reach out. We are more than happy to answer those. And thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. I will be back next week, friends. I love you. Have a great day and goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Whole by Callie podcast, sis. I really appreciate you being here. It means so much to me. And if you found any value in this podcast, please leave a rating and review down below. It really helps to support my podcast and it's actually the best way to help other people discover it as well. If you have any questions on anything I talked about today with myself or with my guests, please reach out. I'm only a DM away. You can find me on Instagram at Holbycali or reach out to me on my website as well at www.holbycali.com. Thank you for being here, sis, and you are really helping me to live out my dreams and my best life one day at a time, and I am internally grateful for you. Thank you for being here, and with so much love, I'll see you next week. With love, your spiritual sister.